been doing is we've been in the one-year Bible uh, teachings every single week. We've, we've called it Year of the Bible. And, uh, but today we're, we're taking a break from that, hitting pause. And today we're, we're having what we're calling Next Step Sunday. All right. Now, Next Step Sunday is really leading into Next Steps Month. Okay, so we're starting something today that we're actually all collectively going to be carrying out for the next month, and uh, it's, it's next steps. And so today what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some time kind of setting up what, what I mean by next steps, but really, um, I'm going to do that later, but at first, I want to spend some time setting up why we do what we do. How many of you know that we get stuck in uh, a routine, we get stuck in doing things over, over, week in, week out, and, uh, and sometimes it gets boring. You know, earlier I, I was saying sometimes we, we get used to doing really good things, and then we quit them. Some people, that, that might mean bills, you know, like, like they just, they get tired of paying their bills, and so they quit. It's funny, I was talking earlier about that, and then a, a guy came up and he said, you know, I actually did that a few years ago. So like one day I just took a break from paying bills for about three months. I was just like, I'm, and his wife started getting like, you know, do and must pay now. And he, she's like, what's going on? He's like, I just got sick of paying bills. And uh, not so good. Not, not a good choice. Because all you're doing is saving up for later. Bad things, okay. But, but we, there's certain things that we can't get tired of doing. You know what I'm talking about? There's certain things that just can't get old, can't get, can't get redundant in our lives. And how many of you know the church is one of those things? The church is one of those things. And I, I want to prove to you how important what we do is by going back to some of the last words that Jesus spoke. Some of the last words that Jesus spoke is in Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18. We're going to read this together. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And then Jesus left. <laughs> He's like, this is what I want you to do. I'm not really going to give you a lot of details, all right? And, and Paul comes in later and, and helps us out a little bit. But overall, he was kind of like, I'm going to be with you. And there's going to be some confusing times. And, and you're going to have to live in this earth and take this great commission, which is what we've called it, the great commission, and live this thing out. And I'm going to be with you. You're not always going to see clearly. You're, always, you're not always going to know exactly what it is you're supposed to do. But I want you to take the things that I've taught you and begin to teach other people and reinterpret it and re, redefine it for the cultures and for, the, for the, 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 the generations that are coming. And so here we are, 2017, and we're a part of this. Okay, like you are actively in what Jesus started right here. See, God started the church. I know a lot of people think it's a business and, and somebody started it to make a lot of money or something like that, but it's not what happened. God started it. It's actually referred to as the body of Christ, the, the gathering of the believers. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to come together like this and sit in a room with other believers. It challenges us. It encourages us. This is what we're a part of. And so, so just to kind of let you understand what today is about, Today is about every single person in this room. I'm talking every single person and all of you watching at all, all the locations and, and even online. We always have a, you know, if, 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 man, 80 watching on the website. We usually got a few hundred that, you know, you're scrolling through Facebook and you watch for like 10 seconds and then you keep, you know how that is. Hey, if you're on Facebook and you're watching, like, don't keep scrolling. Just wait for like 30 more minutes, okay? But our goal is for you to identify your next step but not only identify your next step, but take your next step. All right, so we all have next steps. Whether you know it or not, you have a next step to take in every area of life, in your business, in your career, in your family, your finances. There's, there's things that we are working on that we are, are looking forward to. And it's no different with our relationship with God and our involvement in the church, his body, the kingdom of God. So that's the goal today. This is the great commission that Jesus has given us to do. And now here we are. How do we do this? Well, in order to really plan well, you've got to identify what it is that you're actually trying to do. All right, like, like what's the game plan? And whenever we look at the Bible and we look at what the church is really trying to accomplish, all right, I know God builds his church, all right, we know that through the, through the word, but God uses people, all right, he uses people, he uses us 
to accomplish that mission. That's what Jesus just did. Jesus didn't say, hey guys, I'm gonna take care of it all. I'm gonna build my church like there's nothing you have to do. No, he said exactly the opposite. He said, y'all gonna have to work. And for many of these people, it meant they were gonna have to die physically die, horrible deaths. And so, so here we are, we got the Great Commission. So what's the four things that the church does? The first thing the church does is we work to see lost people saved. People that are far from God come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and their life be transformed through this relationship, right? The second thing is that those saved people are pastored or cared for. Okay, a lot of times the, the Bible refers to people that have just received Jesus as like a baby, Babies need to be cared for. They need to be, they need to be uh, cared for and covered and fed. They need to be pastored, okay? They need to be cared for. And that's the second thing the church does. The third thing is those pastored people, they must be trained. They must be taught. They've got to understand what they believe so they can stand on their own two feet, right? They've got to be trained. And number four is those trained people, they've got to be mobilized. They've, they've got to be mobilized. They've got to be trained for something and then sent out to do something, okay? So that's roughly speaking, that's the four things that the church does. That's, that's, these are the things that we pray about. These are the things that we talk about. And we're gonna see how these four things really pan out into everything that we do. And I wanted to use a scripture out of Ephesians chapter one, and we're gonna actually read it out of the message paraphrase, but uh, verse 17 through 19, that really kind of frames up what these four things look like in our, in our church, all right? Kind of a visual of it. It says this, I asked the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the, glory of, uh, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. That would be the first thing, talking about people needing to be saved, intelligent and discerning in knowing God personally. All right, that speaks of something more than just a knowledge of God, just kind of like how I have a knowledge of, you know, like, I don't know, chemistry. It's, it's, I don't know chemistry. I kind of know what it's about, but I don't really know chemistry. He's talking about like actually for real understanding and knowing God. Your eyes focused and clear. Your eyes focused and clear. Basically, being able to see. Okay, being able to see. Then it goes on so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. So you, you guys see how this thing is progressing. Saved people, uh, lost people saved, saved people healed, saved people pastored. And then he goes on that you can see what it is that you're supposed to be doing, what you're going to be trained to do to grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers, which speaks of being mobilized and activated. These are really the four areas that you can look at and you can see how there's a, there's a building, okay? Come on, people need to, every, there's some, some of you in this place today, you may be in that place where you don't really know God. Well, today would be a great day to come to know God, to understand who he is in your life, <clears throat> but it doesn't stop there. See, we, we've got to be healed and set free so we can see clearly, so we can be activated in what it is that God has for us to do. Okay, so, so does that kind of make sense a little bit? Kind of get the big picture, all right? So here's the deal. And this is where things get a little bit weird for some, some, some people is churches do this differently. Churches do this differently. There's different styles. There's different ways of carrying these four things out. All right, these four big blocks. And there's different focuses. All of them are helpful. All of them are good, okay? So today is not a, this is how we do and everybody else is wrong service, okay? That's not, that's not even how we think. The way that we think is, do we wanna accomplish these four things well? And so here are the four ways that we do these things, okay? And this is the process that we use. And so that's what I'm sharing with you today. That's why I said if this is your first time here, it's a great day. It's a great day to come because you're really going to get a big heart of, of a big picture of our heart here at Northwood Church, okay? So we're going to talk about our process. How do we accomplish these four things? Uh, what, how do we word these four things? And this is it. Number one, the first step is people need to know God. That's actually... We spent a lot of time coming up with a phrase that would really sum up what we do here at Northwood Church, our, our vision statement, right? And it's, um, we want to help people know God. It's on our walls. It's what we talk about. How can we help people know God? Seems very simple, right? It's actually something that you could give your life to. 
every day to help people know God. Now, we have a primary way that we do that, and that's through our services, which you're at right now. Primarily, the way that people, even in America, I mean, come on, many of you, if I said, hey, where did you get saved? You'd be like, man, I went to church one day. I was sitting there, and it was just like God just punched me in the chest. It was like, this is your day. You might have that moment in a service. If not, it's, it's one of the primary ways that people really hear about Jesus where he's explained to them in a way that they can actually make a decision. Is it the only way? Of course not. Some of you, you know, it was 3 in the morning, you were like, drunk, you know, and God came to you and, and rocked your world. It's not always in a service. But primarily, how do people hear about the message of Jesus? One of the great ways is through services. That's why we put so much effort into our services, all right? But services is not all that we do, okay? This is like the tip of the iceberg. But this is how we seek to, to see people that are lost be saved. The second thing in our process is this. Many of you know this, but it's find freedom, we believe those people that get saved. Come on, many of you are there. You got saved. You, you, you know, you, you born again, whatever, whatever terminology you use, you met Jesus. But guess what? You had a lot of baggage. You know what I'm talking about? If you're still walking around, but you got this ball and chain following you around. People need to be set free. They need their eyes clear so that way they can see what it is. I mean, they need to deal with their yesterday so they can see their tomorrows. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, there needs to be freedom. So the primary way that we do that here at Northwood is through small groups, through small groups. So many things happen in small groups, all right? We have, we have some groups called freedom groups. And if you've never been in a, uh, it, it was called LIFE for all of you that, that maybe are used to that, life groups. We're moving into a season where we're gonna be changing that name to freedom groups. If you've never been to a freedom group, it's, it's one of those entry groups that you go in, right? It's one of those, like, people have probably asked you, Hey, have you been to a freedom group? No, I haven't. You need to go to that. I mean, you've heard it a thousand times. I was talking to somebody the other day. Same thing. I haven't gone, but I've heard I need to go. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know yes, go. We believe that people need to find freedom. Okay? You're justified by, by God's grace and love for you. But man, the sanctification process, sometimes it's difficult. And there needs to be freedom that is found. Okay? So, so the other thing about small groups is this, and then I'll move on. Who you're in proximity to the closest proximity, the people that you're in closest proximity to affect everything about you. I love, I love how science is actually starting to prove all this. The Bible said it a long time ago, but there's studies coming out that says, you know, it is true. Who you hang around, your brain waves actually connect and they line up. It's amazing. Who you work on things with, like what you, who you do projects with, who you're around, literally starts shaping the way that you think. It's not, I mean, bad company corrupts good character. All you good Sunday school people, y'all know what I'm talking about. You heard that a thousand times, you know, sitting there. Bad company corrupts good. It's true, though. You got to be careful, man. Who are, your, who are your closest friends? Some of you can't honestly say that you have any close friends in the church. That's not good. You got to have some close friends. Small groups is the way that you can, you can get close to some people that, you don't, that you're not going to be able to meet on a Sunday morning. Let's just be honest. Too much going on, too big of a crowd, you've got to, got to get into some relationships. So find freedom. The third thing is when somebody's free, they need to discover their purpose. Talking about pastor people being trained. Why are you on this earth? How has God made you? You got to discover your purpose. I think all of us have been in a place in life at some point where we said, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even know what I'm trying to do. I just feel like I'm just floundering, just kind of lost. You don't have purpose. You don't have purpose. And God wants to show you that purpose so that you can be trained, but not just to sit on the chair at a church service. Come on. And all of you who don't just sit on the chair at a church service said, yes, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Look, God did not save you, redeem you from the foundations of the earth to live a tame life and just exist. He has a purpose for you, and he has something he's training you for to activate you in. We believe it. That brings up the next thing. Discover purpose so we can make a difference. So we can make a difference. Now, with discovering purpose, the primary way that we do that is the growth track. All right, now many of you, again, have heard of that. We talk about it every single week. And I'm going to get into what that is. But it's a way of discovering your purpose so that you can make a difference. Talk about trained people being mobilized. And the way that we carry that out primarily, I keep using that word because it's not the only way, but it's the primary way that we really focus on it is through teams. 
teams. Without teams, let me just tell you something. This church doesn't do anything. <laughs> like we can't operate without teams. This service does not happen. The worship team you just saw, that's a team of people that were here Thursday night for two, two hours practicing. The, the production team, they didn't just walk in at 9.25 whenever the countdown started, okay? Same thing at all three locations. They didn't just walk in, oh, I guess I'll just hit these buttons and see what happens, you know? <laughs> nope, that's not how it happened, man. Those people that showed up that have been serving consistently for a very long time, right? It's, it's teams, man. The, the, the children's ministries, thank God for them. I mean, they are they're killing it, man, you know? Yes. Somebody asked one time, why don't you guys have the, the kids in the service with you? It'd be so, man, just family. I was like, we tried it one time. We did. Our hearts were like, oh, our two-year-old's here worshiping Jesus next to us. It would be so great. And we tried it. And uh, I tried to teach that night. Uh-uh. No, no. I mean, the room just couldn't fit them, first of all. But second of all, you wouldn't be able to hear. I mean, y'all see the numbers popping up. You know what I'm saying? People having to get out there. Right? Could y'all imagine just like all of a sudden they just run across. You'd be like, I don't know what he said, but I laughed a lot, you know. <laughs> no. No, man, look, we have, we have children's ministries that are set up for them to take care of them and also to teach them. Okay? They don't, it's not babysit. That's not what we do. We teach them. We, we train them. We help them. We love them. All right? So, so anyway, teams. It's a big deal. Okay? So, so here's, that's kind of like the overall uh, a view of what we do. Those are like the pillars in the in, and kind of what we do. I mean, and if you've been around, you've heard us say these things a lot. But today, I want you to get the why behind it. You see, we don't do growth track just to have a class for people to kind of join the church. It's not like, oh, you want to join the church, just go to that. We don't do teams just so we can, just so we can do services. All right? We don't, we don't do small groups just so people can have fun. We don't do services just so we look cool had this cool environment. No, we do all of this so that people can come to a point where they can know God, that he is real, that he is among us, his body. The Bible talks about that, that people would come into a service, that they would come into our gathering, to a small group, maybe even go hang out with some of you on a Friday night, go to the movies, and they would be like, something's different with these people. And eventually they'll realize it's God. That's what's different about these people. Amen? So with that set up, what I want to do is I want to show you a quick video real quick of a, of a couple here in the church. And it's really going to illustrate to you what it looks like for people to, to move through next steps, to kind of keep this next steps mindset of what's in front of me going and how they can, you know, how you grow from that. All right. So let's just go ahead and watch that video. So we're kind of small groups, we have 
Yeah. Come on. That, that's just a, a, one of the stories of what it looks like to get in the body of Christ, to begin to be activated, to, to really open up your heart and, uh, and have some uncomfortable moments, right? We, I mean, if you've been in small groups, you know at times, certain groups, you have to actually be honest. And you know what? What happens whenever you're honest, you get healing. And then God reveals to you what that next thing is. And there's a progression. There's a growth. And much like the Wojnarowski's, whenever they, they came in, man, look, you're, you're carrying in different mindsets, maybe of experiences. But uh, as you're faithful in the little things, God just kind of tends to give you more. That's in the Bible, you know. And so some of you, I believe, you're, you're wanting to grow. Like you're wanting to expand your horizons and, and move forward in many different areas. But you're not looking at the things that are right in front of you with the amount of value that they have. You're, you're, you know, for some of you, you look at maybe the team that you serve on or what team you would serve on it. And you say, man, it's really not that important. And you're missing the fact that there isn't anything else that will be important after that step if you don't take it. It's the way that God works. A lot of people, they want to they be seen. Like they want to they be out there, but they don't want to be you know, faithful in the things where you're not seen. And uh, the thing is, is that if you're not faithful in the things where you're not seen, you'll never be seen. And rightfully so, because you'll hurt yourself and you'll hurt, hurt those other people that are seeing you, all right? So we are faithful in the small things. And look, these steps that we're talking about, these steps are not just to kind of fill time. We believe that these next steps that we, we should take in our lives are literally the things that, that help grow us into the very people that God is calling us to be. All right, it keeps us active. It keeps us moving forward. And, and so enough with all of the heart, okay? Because this is the thing that we do. We talk about heart, but then we never put into action. You know what I'm talking about. Are we gonna be honest today? Like, oh, I agree. Yes. The heart of God is that none should perish, but all should have everlasting life. And we, you know, and then also it's like, okay, if you believe that, then let's get trained up to help people not go to hell. And then it's like, but I have this and I, well, I, I have this, this little club that I'm in and I can't, I like, yep, and then all of a sudden it's like, no, I can't. Come on, either this thing matters or it doesn't. Either, either the thing that we're in called the church, the kingdom of God, either it matters or it doesn't. Either there's a lot of people going to hell and, and we are the stopgap in that. We are, we are who God has called to, to stop that, okay, and, and bring the message of Jesus or we're not or this is just, a, it's just fake. So today with that challenge and that challenge with a smile, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> this is real. This is real. So with all of that, what is it that we can do? What are those next steps? What does it look like? And, and so today is very practical. For the next 15 or 20 minutes, this is gonna be completely practical, okay? And, and completely about what's going on in Northwood Church and how you can be a part of it, okay? So look, if you don't have one of these, if you didn't get one of these when you walked in, uh, go ahead. we got some, some people that would love to hand out some. We want everybody to have one of these. So if you didn't get one, raise your hand, keep it up. Yeah, it's almost like Frisbees. You can just toss these around. Don't do it. Don't do it. All of a sudden, it starts happening and, you know, everybody's getting 
paper cuts in their eyes and stuff, and it's bad. Come on, yeah. In case you're at Wiggins and Long Beach, uh, we're still handing them out. So, so we can have a conversation for a few minutes. <laughs> Just, how you doing? Doing good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the deal. The things that we just talked about, the four things, okay, those are kind of like the pillars of what we do at Northwood Church. Those are, those are really the big cogs in the wheel, right? Those are the big things. But you know what? It's not all that we do. There's a lot of other things that are supporting and integral to keep this church healthy and moving forward. You know, healthy things grow, right? You know that healthy things grow, uh, uh, sick things swell, all right? Sick things swell, healthy things grow. And so as we grow as a church, it's so important that we're healthy. It's so important that it's healthy growing. You know what makes a healthy church? Healthy people, all right? Healthy people. And so let's continue to grow. Let's, let's look at what it looks like here in this next steps wheel. What we're going to do is we're going to start with the, we're going to start with the connect area. So if you got that wheel, hold it up to where connect is, is facing you and you're reading that. All right. Because if you're new here, this is kind of where you're at. This is, this is where you're at. How do I connect? People ask me all the time, how do I become a part of Northwood Church? How do I join Northwood Church? Well, these three things are, are super important. Number one is you come to weekend services. That you show up. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty simple. I know. I know you're expecting something huge. <laughs> Just show up. It's like, you know, if you want to be a part of something, what do you do? Just keep showing up. And then you, you, you just, right, you, you get around the environment, you start knowing the people, and you feel like you belong. Just that alone. So keep coming to weekend services. How about small groups? If you want to connect and you're not in a small group, guess what your next step is? Get in a small group. And, and I'm going to talk about those in a little bit. Uh, uh, but, but small groups is one of the connecting points to this church. It's how you connect to people. Uh, the next thing is growth track, which I've explained a little bit. But what growth track is, it's, we refer to it as kind of like the merge lane to the church. You know, how could I get to know what's going on? Growth track. How could I get on a team? Growth track. How do I kind of know what the heart of the church is? Growth track. If you want to become more involved at Northwood Church, these three things right here are your next step. And if you haven't been to one of them, guess what your next step is? To go to one of them. That's what I'm saying. We had the heart talk. Like, oh, yes, I want to connect. Go to Growth Track. Oh. <laughs> we're going to identify our next steps and we're going to take our next steps. Y'all with me? Come on. Take our next steps. So those are the three things if you're in the connect area. And those are pretty self-explanatory, what's going on there. But let's go to the next step. Let's go to the next area. And this is the area of grow. Many of you are connected in, in some way, shape, or form. Like you've, a lot of people have been through the growth track. A lot of people are, are or have been in a small, small group or, that threw me off a little bit, uh, have been in a small group. All right. And, and many of you, you, you know, you've, you've been through growth track. You've been in a small, you've been coming to weekend services. But that's kind of where it stops. And for a lot of people, that is in the first year to year and a half. They kind of make their way through a lot of these first steps and they feel like they've arrived. They feel like they've kind of, I'm part. But, but really, if you look, you know that you feel like there's a little bit of a gap. You feel like there is a next step. Well, let's go to grow. Let's see what it looks like in this growth area. First thing is water baptism. Do you know that this is one of the most exciting things that we get to see here at Northwood Church? And those of you that are, that are really a part of the church, you know that. You see, water baptism is the first step you take after you get right with God, after you get saved. Jesus was baptized. We believe that we need to be as well. It's your, it's your public declaration, your outward action of your faith. Basically telling everybody, come on, I'm following Jesus. It's so important. It's, it's just this commitment. We refer to it as the wedding band of Christianity. It's kind of like, come on, I'm, I'm taken. I'm married, right? It's the same thing with getting baptized. It's a step of faith that, that we're really commanded to do. Some of you have never been baptized. You've raised your hands. You've said a prayer. Maybe you got saved a few years ago, but you've never stepped forward in this area. This is your next step. 
All right, every first Wednesday is whenever we do baptism. So coming up here a week from this Wednesday is the time that you can get baptized, all right? The next thing is, is freedom groups. Now, I know we talked about small groups a little bit, but I want to take this moment and talk about freedom groups. This next semester of small groups starting here actually in, like in two weeks, I believe it is. Is it actually two weeks from today? Two weeks. September 10th, yes. We're going to be signing up this week and next week. Freedom groups is, is eight weeks long. Okay, and we're actually going to be meeting at all three locations, okay, and, and you're going to show up, you're going to be able to, to kind of uh, pair up with, with different groups, and what's going to happen for eight weeks, you're going to deal with some issues, you're going to deal with some, some things, maybe that have, like I said earlier, the ball in the chain of your life. You're going to get free of those things, and then it wraps up with a, with a, a retreat, but it's, it's here at the location here at Gulfport where we get together, we worship, we pray, we teach, and it's, it's just like a seal on, on the eight weeks. Many of you have been through LIFE, and you could attest to that, how important that is and what it's done in your life and how it's just shed light in those areas. And again, we're really, really encouraging every single person to go through freedom groups, every, Every single, I don't care if you've been here for three years and you've never been, you're like, oh, I, I probably already know all that. You don't. <laughs> That's it. Oh, but I went to a lot of other churches. Don't care. <laughs> Get in it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's your next step, freedom groups. How about foundations? Now, this is something new that we're just now beginning, actually starting uh, here in a couple of weeks. And actually, September 3rd, next week. A week from today, foundations. This is what's going on. A lot of people get saved, right? They, they come to this moment where they, they know God and, and they're excited about it. But if they're saved for a long period of time, sometimes you forget some of those foundational things or you just lose the edge, okay? And, and you end up at a place where you haven't read the Bible in a very, very, very long time. You really don't pray. You kind of are in this place where your relationship with God is stale and you kind of don't even understand what you're trying to do anymore. You know what I'm talking about? It's just, I lost it. And then there's other people who have gotten saved and they're just brand new to the kingdom of God. Talked to a guy a few weeks ago, literally never grew up in church. He's in his 30s and coming to this church is everything we say is like, What? Why do you keep talking about blood? I mean, you sing about blood, you, it's just weird, all right? And the blood of Jesus, it, it doesn't, what are you talking about? I think it's awesome, first of all. I think it's great. And, but, but guess what? There's things that you must learn to understand whenever you read the word of God, whenever you're praying, whenever you're talking to people. Understanding what we believe is so important. And that's really what this class is about. It's about helping you understand some of the basics of Christianity. And, and really, for some of you, it's going to be refreshing, those things that you learn. And I want to encourage you to sign up. All three locations, we're going to be having this. Northwood.tv slash foundations. Go there, sign up, and show up. And get to learn some foundational things. It's four weeks long. It's going to be at 9.30 here in, uh, in the growth track room here in Gulfport. Same thing upstairs in Long Beach and, uh, and after service uh, in Wiggins. And so go there, find out some more information and, uh, and, and get involved. That might be your next step. But that's how you grow. These are the things that we do to help people grow. Y'all still with me? Okay. So what after grow? Because we're growing, but we grow for something. Okay, we're healed, we're set free. Y'all remember what we talked about a while ago? We're, God does this in us, not just so we can be like, life is good for me. But what about them? What about those people that don't have what you have? That's where we start getting into the mindset of how are we gonna serve? How are we gonna serve other people? So important. We have to make a difference. The way that we do that here, we have three things here in this, in this uh, block, in, in-house teams. Again, in-house teams is what makes this thing happen. In-house teams is what, it was, it's what moves the kingdom of God forward in the context of a service. Without teams, it doesn't happen. And it's so important that every single one of us are on a team. Here's the deal. Can I just explain something to you? Whenever a few serve, but the majority don't, the weight of ministry, the weight of the teams and the leadership falls on a few people and there's this whole crust, there's this whole gathering of people that show up but never get involved. And that is hard and it's difficult. And there's two, there's two aspects of it. Number one, 
is we might be in a, in a place of consumerism where we show up to church to consume. Like we just think that all of this just happens miraculously, but we can't be a part or we don't want to be a part, okay? And we distance ourselves. So we just show up when the countdown's happening and we leave right after. We don't know anybody and we just roll out. And if you're new, hey, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ripping you right now, okay? I'm just talking about what can happen. I mean, come on, if you've been around for three years and that's still all this thing is, it's time to kind of stretch out a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Do some calisthenics and let's get moving, okay? Can I, I mean, I'm just going to be honest today. Because what happens is we're either falling in consumerism and we're consuming or we just don't understand the value that we bring to the table. Like you think that, it, that nobody cares to know you. Like you think that nobody would want to work shoulder to shoulder with you and, and serve with you. The thing is, is that that's what makes this thing exciting is when you are serving with people you know. Come on, some of you, you bring value to this thing, but you don't see that value. You're not even giving yourself a chance to even feel what it feels like to be involved in something like this. All you see is somebody trying to get you to do something versus God trying to draw something out of you. Say, so, man, I see something in you. You're not giving me a chance. That's right. It starts small, signing up, showing up, serving, getting to know people, but it grows into something much more Serve in a team, so important. The next thing is serve groups. We have serve groups and, and, and they do all sorts of things. And many of you might even, not even know it. We have some that go and do free medical clinics for, for people that are struggling, for people that are homeless. We've got people that go to orphanages and, and go to nursing homes. We've got people that do all sorts of serve groups. We've got people that will go out from time to time and maybe do a construction project for someone. We've got all these different things that are happening. And, you know, some of you out there, you're nurses, you're in the medical field, and maybe you're not involved. Come on, we want to hook you up with some people that you can serve with. Look, you don't want me sticking anybody, you know what I'm saying? You don't want me giving anybody a shot or, or evaluating, let me look in your throat. It looks pink. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? You don't want that. Some of you, you know what you're doing. And there's some people out there that need help. They can't afford it. They don't have anybody caring for them. That's a perfect example of getting out. Once a month, they do a free clinic. It'd be something great to get involved in, okay? So serve groups, we care for our community. And also missions trips. We have a missions department here at church and, and every year we do a missions trips. We do a serve day. We have different things going on and also serve groups are kind of wrapped up in that missions, uh, missions department. Many of you have never been on a missions trip. You've never, been, you've never been outside the country. You've never been outside of the city as far as serving someone. Can I encourage you to do that? We've got some people that have gone to, to Dream Centers uh, in LA, which is basically a place where a lot of people that are going through hard times are at Skid Row. We've had some people go to orphanages and build things. And, and we've had people go to Mexico and Guatemala, all these things. Some of you have never been on one. It might be your next step to go on a missions trip. You come back a lot more grateful, I'll tell you that. All right. And, and, and then also you, you realize the power of the message of Jesus. You realize the power of the gospel because we get used to it. We get used to it. But there's a lot of people when they hear it for the first time and you see their eyes light up, you're like, they've never heard this before. And also you realize how powerful the hope that, that God brings in the situation. That's how we serve. And many of you are serving. Many of you are, are activated in that. But, but here's the next step. How about lead? How about lead? See, let me, let me show you guys the cycle. Somebody comes in church, they get saved, they know God. They get into small groups or whatever and they find freedom. They're set free. They discover their purpose. Okay, they know why they're alive. They know why, what God's doing in their heart and why he's doing it in their heart. They get activated and they make a difference, right? They're, they're, they're serving. But do you know that somebody has to start and help people back at step one? Okay, like this is where it becomes selfless. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the person that you're helping. And this is what leadership is. Leadership is not like you've arrived somewhere. Leaders are actually servants. So, so like, oh, I just, I wish that I could like do that. And you don't realize that that means 10 times more responsibility and work and prayer and struggle. That's what that means. It's not easier, it's harder. That's right. That's what leadership is. You influence people, but, but many of you are influencing people, but for what? For what? How about for the kingdom of God? You have leadership in you. You're an influencer. God has done great things in your life, but it's now time to step up because guess what? 
Somebody stepped up for you. Somebody stepped up for you and they led and they met with you and they prayed for you and they talked with you and they did that. And you know what? There's somebody else that needs you to do the same thing. Right? Yeah. And we've got three different areas that, 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 that might be a next step for you. Now, this first one's RISE. Now, many of you, you've never heard of RISE. And uh, the reason is, is because we've never talked about it. Imagine that. It's a RISE leadership track. Now, this is something that we are just now beginning and actually it's, it's already full and we are, uh, it, 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 you can't sign up for it, so I'm sorry. So, but a year from now, <laughs> right, you're gonna hear about it, you'll be able to sign up, but it's something new that we're starting to leadership track and uh, something that is, I'm excited about. I'm excited to see what God does through this, but we're kind of running some, 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 you know, not experiments, that sounds really weird, but we're just running through it the first time and, and kind of get our feet wet a little bit. And, uh, but I'm telling you, some of you, if you take these other next steps, when it's time to sign up for that, you'll actually be ready. This isn't one of those leadership things that you just show up to, like, oh, I guess I'll go to Rise. No, it's like, hey, have you led a small group? Hey, have you been on a team? Hey, have you, you know? Have you gone through all these other steps to be able to be in RISE? So that's what RISE is. But there's also something we have, Northwood School of Ministry. And for some of you, this is, now this is college basically, okay? This is an online college that we, that we are, are a part of, that we're affiliated with. And uh, some of you, you feel a call, man. You, you feel like I need, like I feel like God's got something big for me to do. And I feel like I need to kind of get, I need to get trained for this and you need to take some college courses to understand some things, maybe how to, how to study the word, how to, how to teach, things like that. But there's all sorts of different courses that you could take, but that might be your next step. But you got to pay, all right? You got to pay and you got to be a self-starter because nobody's starting it for you, okay? So, but some of you, you might be, I've been looking for something like that. I've been looking for some courses to take. That might be something to check out. And then... Um, also, small group and team leader. Now, this is something that's a little bit more um, kind of on the ground floor. Small group and team leadership. This is something that many of you are already in a place where your next step would be this. You're in a small group, you're on a team, and you've been there for quite a while. You've been in it, but how about leading it? How about taking that next step and saying, I'll help out? Some of you are a team member, and it's time to be a team captain. Okay, some of you are a team captain and it's time to begin to be a co-team leader. It's time to, to look to, hey, what's, what's my next step in this team? I'm doing well where I'm at, but how can I do more? Some of you have been in a small group so many times you can't even count, but you've never led one. It's time to lead. See, we have got to all take next steps together at the same time for this thing to move forward. All of us, every single one of us. Small groups are so integral to what we do and everybody agrees. But whenever it comes time, it says, hey, will you lead a small group? In our good American way, we kind of like, ah, I can't this time. You know, I can't this time. Well, what about next time? Still can't, just got a lot of things. What things you got? Just, things. It's a lot of them. Like, give me one. <laughs> I got you. You just don't want to. Somebody else led a small group for you and, and you got free and awesome and you met people that you still hang out with every Friday, Saturday night and got great friends, but there's nobody else that would need that for them. There is no... See what I'm saying? Come on, y'all. Let's be activated. This is not a church of consumers, all right? We didn't get saved to sit. We got saved to serve because serve, saved people serve. I mean, when you know Jesus and you've seen what Jesus did and who he hung out with and how he talked and how he felt and the compassion that he had for people, you can't help but just be challenged to be the same. You can't help it. You cannot read the Bible and it not like mess with you if you're not moving forward. I'm telling you. So this week, Next Steps Sunday, this month, Next Steps Month, let's look at the back of this wheel Here's some very important dates for you because again, we're gonna identify our next step and we're actually gonna take them. So what does that look like? When can I do that? September 3rd is when growth track starts. 
Growth Track starts all three locations. Every month, Growth Track is, is revolving. And in Gulfport and in Long Beach, it starts at 11 o'clock. It's upstairs in Long Beach. It's right over here. If you're here in Gulfport, it's right on the other side of this wall, Growth Track, 11 o'clock. And in Wiggins, it's at, it's at 11.30. All right, next week you show up. You don't have to sign up for a growth track. You just show up, all right? So, so in Gulfport and Long Beach, there's two services. You can come to the first service, go to growth track in second. Be great to do, all right? You can go to the service office in Wiggins and then stay, hang out, and go to the growth track after that. September 3rd is also whenever we start foundations. Now, this is something that you need to sign up for. Northwood.tv slash foundations. Go there. If, if when I was talking about foundational stuff, if that really was like, yes, that's me. Sign up. Come on, everywhere. Sign up. And then show up. It's important to show up. Baptism. September 6th is their first Wednesday service, and that's where we baptize. All three locations. Northwood.tv slash baptize. Sign up. Sign up and take your next step. It's amazing whenever you take one step, how there all of a sudden is another one. And you're encouraged to take another one, okay? So baptism, first Wednesday. September 7th. And this is something that we didn't talk about very much. Infuse. I know that you guys think that the worship team just kind of happens. The music just happens every week. It doesn't, all right? These are people that have been serving for a long time and who are, are being trained and who are working diligently and practicing and rehearsing. And some of you out there, you're musicians, you're vocalists, and we want to invite you to be a part of that. But we have a training process called Infuse. And it's, it's kind of the merge lane, the training process to, to kind of get, you know, move towards the worship team. It's not the worship team, but it's a, it's a training track towards it. Some of you, it's time, to, it's time to audition. And audition, by the way, auditions are not American Idol. People show up and they're like, you know, where's Simon? He doesn't exist here. We don't have a Simon. There's nobody that's, no, all right? It's like one person and they're really nice. And it's, it's like Jessica or it's Jessica. No, no, she's the nicest one. So no, just joking. You know, if you're, if you're an, a musician, it's usually me. I'm a nice guy, all right? It's literally, that's all it is. And, but we want to help you, all right? Take some next steps. And for some of you, man, it's, it's time to get infused. Sign up. All right, you got to go through growth track. So if you haven't been through growth track, growth track. That's where you want to go first. And then sign up and we'll see you in, uh, in what's after September? October. That's the next month after September. I was about to say November. <laughs> infuse. And then this is the last thing that I want to talk about. And I want to push very, very hard. Small groups. Small groups start this month. So important that you sign up. We've actually got uh, all of our small groups at all of our locations. We've got them in the lobbies here and in uh, Wiggins and in the, uh, I'm sorry, in the auditoriums here in Wiggins and also in Long Beach. You guys are going to be in the lobby. All of the small groups, go through. You're going to have some of your small group leaders actually out there. Go meet them. Go say hello. And the ones that you're like, ooh, just keep moving. I don't know if I want to be in their small group. All right? All right. Now. Sign up for a small group. Get involved, okay? I'm telling you, give it eight weeks. That's how long this, this next uh, you know, semester of small groups is. Give it eight weeks. I'm telling you, you will meet people. And it's amazing what happens whenever you meet somebody and you're having a good time. Yeah, it'll take a couple weeks because it's awkward. Let's just, can we just get over that? Like the first week whenever you meet somebody, it's like, hello. It's, it's kind of awkward. Get over it, man. Move past that. It's going to be okay. Give it like three, four weeks, and all of a sudden you feel like they're family. And when you show up on Sundays, you don't feel lost. You, you know how it is when you walk in a big room with a bunch of people you don't know, and you're like looking for a face? Like, please let me find someone I know instead of just sitting here awkwardly. Or after service, you just kind of, I guess I'll leave. I just don't know anybody. Yeah, exactly, man. Look, get to know some people. Get in a small group. Sign up. Give it eight weeks. Y'all with me? Take your next steps, all right? So important that we do this as a church, as a body, that we are moving forward in our relationships with God, in our relationships with people, and seeing his kingdom move forward. Many of you in this place today, though, your next step is literally to know God. It's the first step. You don't know him. You don't have a relationship with him. And today, I want to give you an opportunity right now to meet Jesus. He died for you. He loves you. He wants to empower you to live a life that matters. And today, I want to give you that opportunity. Let's all close our eyes and bow our heads. If you're in this place today and you don't know God, if you're in, in, in Long Beach or in Wiggins, same thing, you, you just don't, you don't know God. You don't know him. But in this moment, you want to. 
Say, I want to submit my life to God. If that's you all over this room, I'm not going to embarrass you or do anything to, you know, to make you feel uncomfortable. But if you're here and you don't know God, would you just raise your hand? I just want to, I want to pray with you. Anybody in this place today? Come on, all three locations. Come on, let's lift it up high. I see you. I see you over here, right here in the middle. Anybody else? You want to meet Jesus. He loves you. He's for you, not against you. His grace is sufficient for you. And today he wants to redeem you. He wants to redeem you. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. And if that's you, you don't have to repeat after me. I'm just going to pray. And I want you just to kind of pray your own prayer to your God. He's here for you and he loves you today. Let's pray. Father, I come before you humbly. God, I pray that you would save me. God, I pray that you would heal my life. God, I'm broken. But today I give you all that I am. I give you my heart, my mind, my will, my emotions, every part of me, Jesus. Take it. Use it for your glory. God, I want to live a life that glorifies you, a life that lifts you up. I thank you, I worship you, and I praise you. Thank you for your salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Come on, can we give it up for all those who gave their hearts to God today? Yes. If you just made that decision, let me be the first to say congratulations. The decision to follow Christ is just the beginning of your relationship with God, and we'd love to help you with your next few steps. If you'll text the word SAVED to 51660, we want to send you a link to our website that'll explain a little more about the decision you just made and give you some steps to take so that you can grow in your new relationship with God. We're one church in multiple locations. We have a campus in Gulfport, Wiggins, and in Long Beach, Mississippi. If you're in one of those areas, we'd love to see you at one of our live services. You can visit our website, northwood.tv, for service times and directions. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you can do that online as well. Just go to northwood.tv slash give, or you can text the amount you'd like to give to 228-215-3421. Again, that's 228-215-3421. Standard data rates and text charges may apply. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time.